To say Wendy Parr develops artists is to say Nespresso makes coffee. And now you know what I have in my cup in the mornings. It's a little deeper plunge into excellence on both counts. Wendy's my guest today. We explore how she came to create such world-class training initiatives for creatives that help them find not only artistic and financial, but also personal success in life. So grab a cup and listen up. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Wendy Parr is an award-winning songwriter, vocal coach, vocal producer, speaker, educator, and much more. Her 20-plus very busy years in the music industry have given her skills and influence to be hailed by many as the artist's secret weapon. She's known for fostering a culture of confidence and creativity within individuals and collective environments. As a holistic artist coach, Wendy is a skilled guide who helps people navigate an industry that's constantly changing. Artists under her guidance learn to operate from a healthy sense of self with integrity and authenticity. Creatives that Wendy's worked with include Sarah Barrielis, Regina Spector, Melanie Martinez, Lynn Gunn of Purvis, Mark E. Bassey, and many more. In 2014, Wendy founded the Artist Circle, which is an open and interactive event designed to help creators dig in and bring out their innate creativity. I'll be asking her a lot about that and the amazing, powerful community she's built around it. Now, on to the interview. So welcome, Wendy, to All Things Vocal. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Where are you in the world right now? I'm in Los Angeles. I spent uh, most of... Well, a good portion of my life in New York and always working in L.A. And lived in Nashville for a minute and <laughs> back in L.A. Yeah, where, where are you based? I'm in Nashville. We're two hours apart. That's what I thought. I was just there. I just got back yesterday. I was making a record in Nashville. The earliest I've ever warmed anybody up uh, was 4 o'clock for yeah. the Today Show. And uh, so it's like 4 o'clock my time. I'm in my pajamas. So like I always tell people, if it's before 9 o'clock, you don't get makeup. <laughs> uh, so take us into your journey, Wendy. Where did you come from and how did you wind your path into this place of mentoring other creatives? Oh gosh, yeah. It's it's so funny. It's it's almost a straight line, but it and it's also so not, right? It's like a Willy Wonka elevator. Uh, I started as an artist. So I, I knew when I was three years old, you know, I, I pointed to a record and said, I want to do that. And <laughs> uh, I loved singing. I always loved singing. And from, you know, school days, performing and shows yeah. and the usual. And I just, I loved singing. So I was, I started working as a professional when I was eight. We'd moved to Los Angeles and I got myself an agent. I got myself a voice teacher. Um, you know, I handed my mom a piece of paper and said, this woman doesn't teach kids, but she said she'd teach me. I want lessons. Oh, There's a number of an agent I met. I want you to call them, please. Wait, wait, wait. Eight? Yeah, eight, eight, ten. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, ten was when I took my first voice lesson with Sandy Avshin, and she was just a lovely person, and we sang songs, and you know, she she didn't ruin me, which is really a compliment because mm -hmm. there's so many artists I know who who really were discouraged or lost confidence when they started training, and she just kept it really fun, and we learned songs, and 
she kept my joy in there, which was so key. And mm-hmm. I lost it a bit later. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I started working as an actor and performer. I was singing with a jazz trio doing jazz standards when I was 15, you know, two, three nights a week in LA and doing all the R&B showcases around town and mm-hmm. just pursuing being an artist, writing songs. And back then making a record was going into the studio at one in the morning when the prices were cheaper, you know, than daytime hours right. and, you know, knocking out a vocal on three takes and going, okay, we're done. Cause it was my money as a teenager. And, you know, you rehearse until you're like, okay, I, I got this song. And uh, that taught me some really good things, like in terms of like work ethic, being ready, rehearsing. Um, and then, of course, the downside of it was I started to feel like, oh, I have to I have to nail it in three takes or it's not good or, you know, and mm-hmm. it was really a financial circumstance mm-hmm. that created that. But I didn't understand that later that I started, you know, thinking like, oh, if I didn't get it right off the bat, it's it's bad. And, you know, and, and really as a creative, you want. You want to be able to wander and try things and explore. And especially in the studio when you're working with the band, like in the producer, like you want to try things out. Um, and that learning that that was important also came later. And I still mm-hmm. experience that, you know, working in time constraints and budgets, you know, um, working in LA or Nashville, like, you know, knock it out, let's go. But also, Hey, like, I want the artist to be able to play. I want to try things in the studio. I want to. I have this idea for the bridge. Let's let's explore it. You know, mm-hmm. that's where that's where you probably do what I do you, with yourself and with your people that you're working with. Pre-production is extremely important. You yeah. know, before you go in to do yeah. a lot of experimenting and Definitely. all that, unless you've got really big bucks and you can live in the studio for a week, like Sly and Family Stone did, <laughs> and then put it down. <laughs> that's exactly right. Exactly. And so it's you know it's these are all. I mean, they're not things to complain about. They're all things that you learn from, grow from. The challenge of it is where the success also is, you know. Right. But yeah. you also learn how how do we how do we prepare? How do we do things? You know, working with an artist who you know you're moving through the studio fast. I'm like, here's your homework. Like, I want you to work on this because it's going to make your studio time better spent, right? Like, this is something you get stuck on in the studio. Here's what you're going to work on at home now before the next session. Things mm-hmm. like that. So I started as an artist, and when I went to college, I went to NYU for acting. I, I had really lost my joy of what I was doing. I, I, I didn't like singing and I didn't understand how I didn't like this thing I love the most. Uh, I didn't like the way my voice sounded. And I was like, where did I get so lost? People would tell me, Oh my God, you have a great voice. And that was the, like a, the worst compliment to me. I was like, that's a horrible thing to say. I want to know that, like, I, that I made you cry. I want to know that you're feeling something. And I wasn't correct in my interpretation there because if someone says they love your voice, it isn't just, and the instrument itself, they love what it's doing for you. So part of that was my misunderstanding. It's how you interpret it. Yeah, yeah, how I interpreted it. Um, but it was also how I was feeling. I felt so disconnected from my voice. So in college, I started just helping friends out. Comedians were doing musical stuff in their comic show, and they'd ask me to come, you know, teach them harmonies and do some arrangements. And someone had a singing audition. They're like, can you help me? And so I started, you know, just helping friends, not realizing that it was my you know, very much my archetype. I am a coach. I am a teacher. I I pass information along. I'd love to empower others. And I I didn't know that yet about myself. The hints were there in the fourth grade. I was tutoring people in class. (laughs) (laughs) You probably never thought about being a coach in in those early days. I didn't either. I mean, the same thing happened for me. It's like sometimes we get led by other people that we're, we're working with or we're exposed to in different areas into the place we need to go into the creek we need to swim in. 
Sure. I think a lot of people find success in surprising areas Mm -hmm. and it's just saying yes to something that excites you or yes, that seems cool. I like these people. Let's try this thing. And, you know, someone starts out as an artist, they become a manager. Someone starts out as an artist, they become the songwriter. They discover they'd rather do that than be the artist on stage. And I definitely know like businesses that uh, happen. You just never know. Like I have, I have some irons in the fire in different places right now. And they all have really amazing potential. I'm like, wow, that would change my trajectory as a person, you know, mm-hmm. in my career. How cool would that be? That's fun. It's, it's in music. It's in entrepreneurial, but you never know. What I've noticed is that sometimes a thing you think you've set aside comes back around. True. Very, very true. And the, and the arts all really affect each other and yeah. you get better at one thing and you notice that you use it in something else. And that's what I was going to ask you, since you've taken acting training, do you notice that the acting skills you learned go into singing? And Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love acting. I love filmmaking. And I don't remember like specifically, I mean, I started, you know, I went to Yale summer theater school when I was 17. And I know that the primary basis of a lot of what I learned was Meisner. Um, I studied a little, I did Stella Adler and I did a little bit of Stanislavski and I, you know, I liked this, didn't connect with that. Um, but we actually had at an event, there was a big Meisner coach who was coaching some singers and they led people through some exercises of how to approach a song as an actor and an artist, a client of mine sitting next to me, you know, the, the coach does one thing and she says, you do that. I'm like, yeah, I do. And then she <laughs> does another exercise. She's like, you do that with me. I'm like, yeah, I do. And I was like, apparently I teach Meisner and I didn't know it. <laughs> Every yeah. exercise. Real singing, I mean, uh, real acting, great acting is behaving authentically in fictional circumstances, right? And they're not even fictional, right? They're written, but these are a lot. I mean, not everything's plausible, but strong imagination in some things, right? Like, right. Fable. But, but yes, how would it, it's in this reality, you know, it's being authentic. And I, and for me, being an artist is so much about authenticity and being present. Yeah. Meisner is very much about listening and reacting and responding to the, to the person honestly. Mm-hmm. And music is that, you know, you don't have a character to embody. Although as an artist, we discover our own character. Who am I? Right. And then how am I bringing myself out in the world? And, and I like to think of it as in terms of archetypes. And if, you know, if there are three strong adjectives that become your, you know, main umbrella as an artist, you know, we could look, we can all describe pink and we'd hit the same bullseyes in terms of who, you know, who she is. You describe artists that we know, we all, we'd all basically make, make the same descriptions because they're giving us consistency and congruency. So our job as an artist is to discover, well, who am I and what am I highlighting to the world? The other stuff is my private life or the other stuff, you know, comes out in individual songs or videos here and there, but that authenticity is what acting is about. And being present is what acting is about. It, you know, it's not about mm-hmm. um, our singing and being an artist, or I could say it's not about, Oh, let me get back into my memory of how I felt when I wrote this. That's gone. You can never recreate that. But the song is present. The lyric is present. The melody is present. The audience is present. You know, you are who you are at, 5.30 on a Thursday and 8 o'clock on a Friday and you being real in the moment plus the intersection of that song and how it makes you feel, you're going to be both consistent and variable, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I like to say it's it's not the artist's job to get into the song. Oh, I think it's a, quote, happy song. It, no song is happy. It might make you feel happy, but it, it's not inherently happy. So it's not your job to get into the happy you think the song is. 
it's the song comes to you and meets you where you are. So if you're super sad and you start that song, that will be so interesting and full of layers. And then the song makes you feel happy. So it's going to take you there. Otherwise you're copying yourself every night and that's painful and boring and robotic and not fun. I had a, a good friend of mine who does some performance coaching named Diane Kimbrough. And she corrected me when we were double teaming somebody one time. Cause we yeah. I do that. I love doing that with people. Sure. Uh, and I said something about, you know, them needing to get into it a little bit more, get into where the story was and all. Mm-hmm. She said, that's too, putting too much pressure on the artist. She said, it doesn't matter how you feel. It only matters how you make the person you're communicating to feel. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, that was such a light bulb because then Really, anything you do with your voice is an interactive sport, isn't it? Even if you're yes. talking to yourself schizophrenically. Yeah, it's, I mean, our job as the artist is to move the audience. That's, that's the artist's number one job. Any art. I stand in front of a Carol Walker piece and I cried. I'm like, that's, yeah. I've cried in front of four pieces of visual art before. I like just cheers. I'm like, that's wow. art to me. That it moves me this much, right? Uh, that doesn't mean only four pieces have moved me. They move me in other ways, you know? Um, yeah. so I think that's any artist's job is to move the audience, but I can't say you can't do it if you're faking it because I, there are people who do, but I think as the artist, as an artist who, if you are faking it, you're going to be suffering. So there's no point in having a career you're suffering through and it won't resonate with the audience. Like we feel when someone's off, we feel when someone's lying. Right. Mm-hmm. Human to human. We know mm, the sounds doesn't feel right. <laughs> and I want artists to have lives that they love. So yeah. it's about like, how do I, how am I present in this moment? And, and that, you know, that can be a shift of, oh, I'm trying to sing good and hit the notes to, wait, what are you saying? Tell me about what's going on here. What does it make you feeling? Oh, now I'm in the song. Right. Now I'm in this. Now I'm telling my story. This is kind of what you're saying on your website when you say, I love, I love the first thing on your home page of your site. There's nothing to be self-conscious about, and self-consciousness is, of course, where you're not confident, right? And there's nothing to be self-conscious about when you're being genuine, so enjoy being you. Yeah. I mean, if we get insecure when we're faking it or – and again, anything I say, like, there's there's kind of a couple sides to that coin because, you know, we all fake it at some point. We're all, we're all trying something new all the time. It doesn't mean we're faking it as in, oh, I'm an imposter. It's just – this is new and I'm going to dive in and this is new and I'm going to give, bring everything I have to it or, but the self-consciousness is, you know, kind of checking yourself in terms of like, is this okay? Do people like it? Or, oh my gosh, I'm not sure about that. That comes when you're trying to be something you're not. But if you're showing up going, yeah, this is me. Uh, this is new territory. I'm nervous. I'm excited. Let's go. There's no self-conscious to that. You're, you, you're owning yourself. And that's walking into a writer's room. If you know what you bring to that room, if there's a Grammy winner in the room or a 16-year-old new artist, doesn't matter. You know what you're bringing to the room. So yeah. bring, bring your humor, bring your sensitivity, bring your truth-telling, bring your lyric talent. Whatever your thing is, you can have that confidence of, yep, showing up. Oh, I'm super excited. I'm working with this person. I respect them so much. But you'll have a lot more, uh, be more empowered when you know who you are and what you're bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't have to check ourselves in the mirror so much, you know, and, and I do think that that idea of imposter syndrome can come from, you know, if, if who you are is not what you're bringing to the world, if you're, if you're putting yeah. up a false front or yeah. you're making music you don't really love because someone told you that that's a good lane for you, then you're like, uh, I don't really like this. Who am I? What am I selling? 
Uh, I feel so far away from my work and my art. And that's really, like I said, I think that's a place where people suffer. So wake up and like, this is me. Yeah. And and there's something uh, really good about what's happening now. In the olden days, the label used to sign somebody and then develop them Mm -hmm. and then tell them what they're going to sing and tell them what kind of genre they're going to you know, be in and, and sort of create that person, whether they liked it or not. Still happens. <laughs> yeah. But now we tend to hear about labels signing people that have already been developed mm-hmm. by themselves or yeah. their own team that they put yeah. together. Well, I think, I think both things happen and, and, and the pro and con in both situations. Historically, the artists were developed in the label system, right? Right. And great labels and great talent develop that artist for who they are, right? Not just like, let's stick you in a lane that we can manufacture. And that's still like, when I talk to people at labels, that's still their desire. Like, you know, they'll say it. Like if we put something on the artist, it it never feels right. We know it. We don't want to do it. But the artist needs to know who they are to, in order to say, this is what I want. This is my look. And, and some artists really know what their music is about, but they don't know what their look is or their, how does that, What does that translate to a music video? And, uh, you know, I was asking. So the benefit to that was they were supported in that process and they weren't just, Oh, you don't know who you are. You're dropped. That single didn't hit your drop. You know, artists were on five, seven year deals. And of course, pros and cons to both of these things. And now the downside or, you know, the upside is the artist gets to, to find out who they are for themselves. Yeah. Downside is, is they don't necessarily know the questions to ask themselves. Exactly. And it can take a really long time to figure it out. Yeah. And that's, that's what I developed. I really developed that artist development and artist identity process for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I've done it long-term with over time with one-on-one with artists. And now I've uh, created a class called Elevate. It's formerly called The Ride. It's called Elevate. Ah, okay. Yeah. You'll see in the next few weeks that depending on when this airs, but I have a whole new website and a whole new brand coming out. Um, just like I work with artists. It's, so this is you know, fall 2021 guys. Yes. And so if, if you see this later, definitely go check. It's already there. Yeah. So, <laughs> and just as I work with artists, it's making everything I do congruent and presenting it in, in a way that's, you know, fully me and sharing what I have to offer with people. Um, so elevate is, is a six week course with me. It's live with me and a, a curated group of artists, professional working artists that really support each other in the process of discovering and or refining who am I? How do I want to say it? How do I say it best? Um, and that's from persona to sound to social media to music video content. Um, because it's about congruency. It's showing up as who you are everywhere mm-hmm. and creating, creating art and content that you love. And that will resonate with you and with your audience because it's true to you. And this, this group really becomes a think tank for each other, a support system for each other. And then we have artists in there making their first record and someone making their fifth record. Just a group. Yeah. And, and like Sylvina, for example, Sylvina Moreno, who's a Sony Latin artist, she's making her fifth record and she really wanted inspiration for a new sound and a new something, something. And she's like, I don't know how to find it. I was like, uh, the course is going to help you. And, and she did, she really found wow. a new sound and, and she's going in a direction. Mostly the word isn't direction. She's expanding, you know, she's really elevating into something that she's never done before. And that's the point. She's like, I don't want to make a record that I've made already. Mm-hmm. 
And so it is about that process of, you know, for me, I think my, my enjoyment of life is growing as a person is evolving. I'm not the same person. Thank goodness. I was five, 10, 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. that's part of the joy of life. And yeah. I really believe that artists are trailblazers. Artists are here to reflect to humanity who we are, be an example of humanity. So, you know, if someone's representing the, the outsider, loner, like I don't fit in, all of us that feel that way can resonate with that artist and get into their music. And if someone else the, is the, oh, I just want to have a good time, forget my troubles, party band, we can, you know, tap into that. So being true to yourself is really what it's all about. And I think a lot of people never ask that question. I think artists are constantly asking that question. And as musicians, it's really about you. You know, it isn't a character. You are the character. The thing about art that's so cool is you can tell your secrets in an artistic way. So no one necessarily has to know your plot, but they get the (laughs) emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's up to you if you want to share the plot or not. So it's so much fun. And and I'm really about connecting artists to each other so that I'm not the only resource, but everybody in this business can be a resource to each other and everyone's experiences can help one another. And this is not a competition. This really is us championing, championing one another. Mm-hmm. There is no competition with uniqueness. Yeah. <laughs> I know that the music business is all about competition and the arts are a lot of, about competition in the society we're in. But that's kind of a surface thing, and you almost have to set that aside when you're creating your art. It, it also isn't a competition in, in terms of the way, in terms of how someone's life goes. You know, mm-hmm. if someone's a fan of Lil Nas X, their love of him doesn't lessen their love of another artist. Exactly. It doesn't. And also, there's so many artists that you've never even heard of that have massively successful careers. They're just not in your lane. So there's so many people to support lots and lots of artists, you know, it's, yeah. you know, again, it's just such a small number of artists that the whole world hears about all the time. It's a mm-hmm. very big number of artists that are touring and have 30 year careers and do all kinds of wonderful things in their life and, and really reach people. And you may or may not know them depending on your taste. Exactly. And where, what you are listening to and the places you're listening to it. Yeah. There's also another phrase on your site I wanted you to kind of elaborate on, and that is success comes when you're in over your head. So dive deep. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like a, a lesson in courageousness or not. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Yes, uh, I agree. It takes courage to take risks, right? Um, but it's where the fun is. It's where the frustration can be sometimes, right? Because everything will be a learning curve. But a couple examples with that. I think as creatives, we often feel we can easily feel like we're starting over all the time or we're, Oh, I'm struggling again. And it's, it's often just that you're climbing a new mountain. So we're back at the bottom or at the lower part of another mountain. But if you look behind you, you've, you've climbed mountain ranges. So appreciating yourself and recognizing accomplishments along the way is really important because we're always, we're creating something new. We challenge ourselves. So we are often at the beginning of a mountain over and over. And, to get in over your head is to get out of the things you've done, right? Like mm-hmm. for me, it's a bit of the kiss of death. If, if emotionally and spiritually and artistically, if you're repeating yourself over and over, for example, when I took a job as a music supervisor on a film called Wanderland, Josh Klausner, who's the writer director of the film, he said, I'm wooing you. I'd really love for you to be the music supervisor. 
And uniquely for this um, film, being a music supervisor was more about writing and producing original material for the film. We only licensed a few songs. It was all original ah. material. Mm -hmm. And I co-wrote with Josh and a, and a music partner I, bring, I brought in. And when he was asking me for the job, I sat down. I said, okay, tell me what this entails. Like, what do you expect of me? What do you want me to deliver? I want to know that I can do it with excellence. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I, I've never been a music supervisor on a film. I love filmmaking. I am a connoisseur of films. I've seen everything somehow. Yeah, I love your lists of books and movies on your site. Yeah. Guys, she's got a list of recommended things to watch and read. I got to keep adding to it. I find, you know, films are inspiring and, and educational, but they're inspiring. And, and I love the visual. So for me, I said, you know, I, this is me in over my head. I'm going to do something I've never done. Um, I also want to know that I can deliver what's expected of me and, and deliver with high quality. Mm -hmm. So when I felt, you know, those two things came together, I said, oh, I'm, I'm in. And um, it was such a fun project because he said, I want all your creativity. You know, if, if you have ideas about casting, I want to hear about that. You know, I worked with all the actors uh, producing their vocals for the album, for the film. And then I worked on set when they were singing live and um, made gave feedback on editing. So it was just, it was so much fun mm -hmm. to to be a part of this wonderful team that really wanted my, all my creativity. But again, if I had said, oh gosh, I've never done that. I don't know. I wouldn't have grown. Right. Really, you know, you, we do need to challenge ourselves to, mm -hmm. to, to grow and to succeed. And that's, again, that's also where the fun is. So knowing what you bring to the table and using those strengths while diving into something bigger. You know, I had, there's an artist I work with. Uh, I know Misty Boyce. She's a wonderful artist, songwriter. And she was starting to work with Sarah Bareilles. And I know for her, like every band that she's been a part of, she has had to learn new skills for them, whether it be like programming or triggering and da, da, da. And I applaud Misty because every time she's like, she just dives into it and gives it her all, you know? And as a result, yeah. she's touring with Sarah Bareilles and now she's touring with uh, Lord Huron. And, you know, it's wonderful to applaud her and see her shine. And I know, like I said, that she has done her homework and put in the time and put in the work because each challenge asks something new of her. And she says, yes, I, I, I can do it. Yeah. You know, we're on a need to know basis and everything is changing and technology is changing. And that definitely goes into how sound is collected from these devices. Right. So if the thing is, instead of burying our head in the sand and saying, we can't learn it. Yeah, you can just, you know, one tutorial video at a time, <laughs> you can figure it out. Isn't YouTube amazing? <laughs> Well, let's get into your artist circle. Are you still doing that? Yes. So the PAR method is right now we have four courses that are, that are coming out. We've got one live right now. It's called Blueprint and formerly called Foundation. So there's four courses that you start at Blueprint and it's really about helping you connect with who you are, getting aligned with yourself, your vision, killing the perfectionist, mm -hmm. getting through what's in your head and getting you stuck. And so that's what that course is about. And I do that class with every one-on-one -on -one artist that I work with. So, and that developed from, as I said, I lost my joy of singing. I became, I was a perfectionist. I hated what I was doing. And I was like, how did I get here? And I had to unravel that to get back to my love of music again. And so in that process, I want to work with artists and help them 
Uh, if you've got that, let's shrink it to burn it. <laughs> and if you've got it a little, it's only going to grow as your success grows. That that pressure to be good, oh, yeah. to be great, to get it right, it gets worse. It doesn't get better. So I really want to help eliminate that for artists so that you can be free. Um, so that's the first course. Then there's a course on style, on vocal style and style games, things to play to help you expand your style, go beyond what, the habits you have. Um, there's a specific course on helping to discover or refine your music sound, or you're looking for like the sound of your, your next record. you want to explore. I'm not, I, a lot of artists have like broad ideas of their sound. Like I'm pop. Pop is a massive, massive spectrum. So getting those ingredients of what makes my music, my music, mm -hmm. that's a, that's one course that's just about that. And then elevate, which is about your whole artistic vision your whole artistic brand from archetypes and childhood heroes and really getting clear about who am I? Like, what are the things that I've, I've loved and I've, I've embodied and I've tried and how do I hone in on who I am? And then how do I express that in the world? So those are, those are artist development courses. And then from there we have the artist circle, which is community. And the circle is community and continued business growth, career growth um, right now we're really developing a lot of new things for it. So right now people can sign up for the waiting list for it. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I have really big ideas of how I want to help people connect in many different ways and, and be able to support people in, in different things they need. So, um, we do speaker series where we have wellness folks and in terms of your mental health, your emotional well-being. how do you deal with being lonely on tour? How do I, deal with feeling like an imposter? How do I, how do I work with myself that I tend to get in my own way? Uh, how do I deal with the ups and downs of my career? So we do mental health work and uh, special guests for that. And then we have special guests on the business side of marketing and management and sync. So we, we alternate guests in the two worlds. You know, people may be surprised at all that goes into really having a successful career in the arts. And that means personal success as long as, as well as business success. And all of this is so important. Wendy, that's just fabulous that you put all that together. It's so important to me. You know, we all know that artists struggle. We see suicide, we see drug use. Um, human beings have struggles, you know, and when you're in a field that demands you to go, 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 while you're digging down deep, deep, deep. That's right. And and I have found there really aren't places for artists to talk about these things. If you're in, for example, program, if anyone's in a 12-step program, you have a community of people to talk about the things you're dealing with all the time and a community that can say, hey, here's how I dealt with it. Here's here's ways we can support you. And so I really want wanted to create a space for those conversations for creatives. You know, creatives deal with their own uh, we deal with our own uh, circumstances and experiences. And what I found as a coach was everyone was going through it alone. I'm like, you all don't know that everyone else is going through this. Mm -hmm. I want to have you guys, I want everyone to talk to each other to know that, you know, you can get advice from each other. You can get support from each other. You can just talk to each other. So that's happened. You know, um, I know artists who have met at the artist circle have been friends for years. They text regularly. They go to each other's shows. Artists have uh, become collaborators and done music together, albums together. Um, there's an artist in New York, every person who worked on his last EP, video director, uh, music producer, songwriter, background singers, he met them all at the artist circle. 
And that's wow. what I want, those collaborations. Two, two artists, Dana and Andy, they met at the ride and they are getting married this week. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. That's success of a, a different level. <laughs> yeah, it's completely. I can't promise your love connection, but it has happened. <laughs> so, so the circle is really this space uh, for creatives. Like I said, to, to get support from one another, meet collaborators. It, it is a network um, and it is a support system. And as I said, you know, sign up for the waiting list now because we're really creating multiple layers and ways for people to really connect. And it's, um, you know, that's my baby. Like that's, I mean, all of it is, but it's, it's really my goal to change the culture for professional artists to have a different kind of life that, you know, in terms of support, in terms of authenticity, in terms of curating a life they love. I think you're absolutely on it because a lot of times successful artists know millions of people, quote unquote, know millions of people and are close to nobody. Yeah. Uh, I think the village of people that uh, at least would understand if you said something. That's right. About the artist's life and creatives anyway. Everybody's creative. Uh, but if you embrace it and you want to dig deep into the creative nature that you have, you can expand it and, and make it bigger. And then the unfortunate part is then you're aware more deeply of more stuff. And so it can make you, it can make you rather vulnerable. Sure. And well, and the vulnerability also comes from being in an industry that, you know, is built on dreams and some people take advantage of that. Right. But every human being a hundred percent is creative, um, but everyone isn't having a life and a career of being a creative. Yes. And there's, that doesn't make, it's not better or worse. It's just different. You know, the, the person that goes home and plays guitar every day for themselves, good on you, like do mm -hmm. it, you know, go home and draw and make art. We're all designed to do it. it well, that it, probably helps them in their day job as well. Not, not sure. to mention their family life sure. and everything else. The arts are incredibly important. So yeah. whatever level you choose to involve yourself in, but you are, uh, focused in on with your work on the, the professional, professional artist. Yeah. Yes. So that's incredible. Okay. And I want to ask you one more question. What do you feel are the responsibilities of successful voices, which are by definition influencers? They influence the world, they influence other people. And without getting Pollyannish and not, you know, saying anything, you know, you got to like, if you don't sing negative songs, I mean, you can't process them, but sure. isn't there a way that you can be responsible within whatever you're called to make as far as the art that you're making? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. I mean, you can, I think that life is about humanity and people. Mm -hmm. I think that my life and our lives are really about each other. And so just striving to be a kind person, striving to have a positive impact on other people. I don't care what faith you follow for that. Like, and, and we won't necessarily succeed at it all the time because we're human. Right. But I think striving to be kind is a great goal. <laughs> Boy, if everybody did that, the world would not be what it is right now. That's a hundred percent true. And, and to do that, I think we also need, you know, we need to heal. We need to look at ourselves. We need to look at our, our hurts and face them and evolve from them. And so that things that hit us in the world don't make us react to everything from that place of, ah, oh, that, you know, I recognize it. My button gets pushed and, uh, and, you know, I'll curse and I'll, ah, and I know that, oh, that's just taking me to a place of fear and like nine-year-old or six-year-old or three-year-old me going, oh my God, the world's falling apart. 
And I recognize like it's like a matchstick, you know, it, it ignites and then I, I recognize the flame. I blow it out. I'm like, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Yeah, now yeah. let's respond to it. Right. That, that cursing thing is my internal experience. I would mm-hmm. love to not have that reaction at all. I, I don't always have it, but I still do have it. Uh, if I never had it, that'd be great. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I, I do, I don't turn around and have that reaction towards somebody. Right. Yeah. Like, you're just kind of lancing the, 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 the boil or whatever it is, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's because, that's because I have a reaction that's so old, right? It's just touching upon a fear I have. It's touching upon my childhood of the sky is falling, the world's falling apart and nothing's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can pause and breathe and say, no, nah, everything's cool. <laughs> no, yeah. now, now let me respond to that. Do I, how do I need to respond? And with kindness. So I think that, um, as an artist, uh, and as artists, as people, yes, what we say has strong influence, especially, you know, we got 10 million followers. You are influencing a lot of people. You know, Melanie Martinez talked about it with me that when she's writing a record, she really thinks about what her audience needs. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they need to hear? What do I want to tell them? What do I want to tell my teenage self? You mm-hmm. know, so, and I so admire that she said that, you know, that yeah. she's conscious of, I want to impart things to them that, I, you know, that, that I think they need or that I needed when I was that age, you know, so that awareness of, and it, it's not about pleasing the audience. It's not about giving right. them what you think they want. It's, oh, what, how do I want to impact them? Right. So again, I think if we're consciously asking those questions, as opposed to what will sell, what's trendy, what's, you know, what's the wave I can jump on? Th- those aren't, those aren't lasting. Right. Those get, even those guesses, right? You're, you're a follower at that point, or you're kind of guessing at something. But if you're coming from, what do I have to say? How do I want to impact my audience? Tori Amos talks about it in her book that she has hundreds of songs that she's written, right? So when she goes to do a, a tour, she has the latest album, but she also has a ca- massive catalog. And she was, wow. talked about how she would read the paper in the town she was in, the city she was in. And make her set list based on oh, wow. what does this community need? Like, what what do, what do they need to say to them? <laughs> I absolutely love that. Oh man, that that's just awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm about to be a parent. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations! Yeah. Any week now, we have twins coming. Thank oh. you. I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited and and nervous. You're going to get to be a mentor of a whole at a whole different level now. <laughs> yeah, as they grow up. Yeah. And of course, I'm not going to get it all right. It's going to be, I'll be a first time sure. parent all every step of the way. This is new for me, new for me, new for me. But I, I trust that my intention and awareness that I want to empower mm-hmm. these two little people to be whoever they want to be and to have tools to move through the world that can be, help them be balanced and emotionally successful. Like that's what I can do is be conscious and intentional. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that's valuable. I remember also like um, Lil Wayne, I was at a BMI con- not conference and there was a panel of people and Lil Wayne said some of the most, for me, it was unexpected. I was like, oh, I didn't know he was, this was who he is. Right. So I got to see who he was a bit that day. And, you know, people are asking questions of him and he's like, look, my life mm-hmm. is not a rap video. I'm, I'm in the studio. I want to make songs that people just love and want to make them feel good. Like, that's what I want. My goal is to get people to feel good from my music. 
And I'm up at 6 a.m. to be with my baby and be there as a dad. He's not, I'm not, a, my life is not a party. My life is, and I was like, I love that he imparted that to people. Cool. You know, he was not like, this is not about being rich and famous. This is, I want to help, I want to move people. And I, I'm there for my family. My, my child is important. My, you know, he's like, I'm disciplined. And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, for sharing mm-hmm. that because a career takes so much discipline and you know, anything you do in life. You want to be a brain surgeon? It's going to be challenging. And I think that whatever you're waking up to do every day, you got to be passionate about it. That's going to get you through and also purposeful, you know, so finding out what community do I really want to impact? You know, you don't need to wait till you are wealthy to be charitable or be active with the community. You can, that can be part of what you're doing right now because you want to speak for or, or up for a group or affect a group, be a part of a group. You know, those are all ways to add purpose and, and make, get purpose in your career. Do you ever mentor parents of children who are in the, in the industry? Fame can be pretty tricky when you have it really early yes. to not fall into self-destructive kind of cycles. A lot of that has to do with who's around you though, right? Like if there isn't anyone there grounding you. And again, that first session I have with artists, I, I talk about this. I'm like, if your team is all saying yes to you all the time, your soul and your career is in trouble. And if you're saying no to your team all the time, you're in trouble, right? You need people that share your vision, have experience and ideas to help move it forward, right? Move this enterprise forward and help you like manifest, help you um, bring to life your vision, mm-hmm. right? But in that process, there's going to be some push and pull. There's going to be some, hey, there's going to be some conflict, but it's all on the way to making things great. Like when I'm in a, in a writing session, there's definitely times where I'm like, uh, hey, like, I really think that that lyric is taking this song in a different direction. Is that what we want to say? Because we said we're going this way, and that now tells a different story. And so I'll stand up for that. Not to be confrontational to my co-writer, but to serve the song we're writing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we're going in this direction. Are we all going in this direction? If we're not, let's change. Okay, then let's go there. So I do think that that's so important. I'm working with an artist right now, a young teenager. And yes, we have conversations with her her parents about, yeah, that authenticity key and, and where I where I might feel like, hey, I feel, this is where I see it's dropping. I really think you need this kind of person on your team to help you with that. And let me see how I can introduce you. Or, hey, are you aware of this or that? And so, yeah, career stuff. I mean, again, if you've looked at my website, you've had a conversation with me, you've had that first session if you're working with me, you're willing and wanting to be vulnerable and real. So that, I mean, that's, that's who's showing up to work with me because they're, they're meeting, they're meeting me where, where I am. Right. Or I'm, and I'm meeting them where they are. Like my job is not to make someone who I think they should be. I'm here to help you be you. So let me help you have the vocal tools to do that. So you can express how you want. Let me help you have, uh, you know, career information and insights to help you as you go through interviews, like to be real and feel empowered. So I'm not here to tell anyone who they are. I'm I'm a reflector and a supporter and, and help you get your own insights. But yes, your team is so important. You know, if it's parents, if it's, you know, manager, like you need to feel so supported by everybody um, and challenged, Yeah, you know, not coddled. Yes, be accountable. Be accountable. Um, I heard a tour manager say once, and there's truth to this, until someone has 
maybe a dark night of the soul and it changes again. But he, he commented, he said, whatever age someone has like that ma- major success at is pretty much where they stay. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. shocking, sad, and also true. Cause if you, if you aren't emotionally maturing and a lot of that comes from just not getting a no anymore, not having restrictions, you know, we need right. restrictions. That makes sense. Uh, and, and that's a good cautionary sort of piece of wisdom for anybody that's working with kids to, to realize that. Oh yeah, for sure. And you can see that with artists as they grow, you know, if they're coming up, you can see where they, they have to pull back. They recognize that, Oh, like I'm not doing well, you know, what is it? And they got to, you know, recalibrate and mature. You have to discover and keep rediscovering. I think your why, why am I doing this? It's got to be for more than fame or money because there's never enough. It's not fulfilling. So if you're looking as you, uh, you know, tell people to look for it for that authentic place and that deep, deep mm-hmm. calling that satisfies you and actually puts some stuff out in the world. The world needs yes. it's win, win, win everywhere. And your journey might take just like yours and mine <laughs> have Wendy, uh, rabbit trails here and there and not to worry about them. I've, I don't know about you, but every time I've hit a brick wall and I've hit, I've hit quite a few of them. Every time you hit a brick wall, it's really just a turning it's point. It's a turn. I was just, that's what I was saying. Oh, you just, you, you have to look to the right or the left for your next path and you go, Oh, who knew I was going to get here? And then, you know, sometimes it circles right on back to what you were doing and becomes important in a different way. Sure. So it's all good. I just watched the film Pig and, uh, it's, I haven't seen that one. It's, you know, pros and cons to it. But as an artist, I would definitely recommend creatives watch it. There's very little said in the film, and what is said is very poignant. Huh. And a couple things he says in it, there's very little in life we get to care about. Mm. There's only a couple things in life you actually really get to care about or that you actually do care about. And so whatever that is, like honor it, value it, cherish it, put your energy into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, as a creative, I would say watch it because, as I said, there's there's very little said in the film, and what is said is so poignant. There's a scene with a chef, and that, that's all I'm going to say. When you see the scene, you'll be like, I get it. you know. And, and there's a billion love songs, and right now there are people writing more, and tomorrow more, and the next day more. And we'll receive them. We'll receive them because the way you have to talk about love is going to be different than we've heard it if you let yourself right. speak truthfully. Right. And if you're into polka music and heavy metal and you combine those things, there will be an audience that will love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So it's, you know, it can't be like, oh, I don't know. No, who's going to like it? We would never have chocolate with bacon in it if someone didn't say, these are my two favorite things I want to put together. (laughs) And you know what? It's flying off the shelves, you know? That's a new experience for it me. Exists. I have to check out. It, uh, it exists and a few companies make it now. So, <laughs> you know, again, we just, you know, vanilla is a really popular flavor, but right, you know, someone's making curry coconut cashew with lavender. Yeah. <laughs> I make that one. And making coffee out of that. That's right. Fact. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's how we get innovation. That's how we get something you said you need. Well, it's, it sounds to me like you are positive about the future for creatives. Yeah, I, I have to be. <laughs> I also feel positive because probably because my motivation is to 
create that, right? Like creating a space for it to be, be even better, creating a space for that, that from my experience, everyone who's come to my event has said, Oh my gosh, we need this. I love this. This, I, I didn't realize how much I was going to get out of it. You know, people kind of show up for one reason and they get four more out of it. Right. So knowing that, that it exists, that what I'm creating is valuable for people's well being. Um, that's part of my positivity is like, I'm creating this so I can help it be more positive. Right. Um, and again, that doesn't, the world isn't meant to be, uh, you know, we're not meant to be happy all the time. Like, that, like that's not, a, that's not the real world, but balanced, uh, and, and, and emotionally intelligent to respond to the challenges. You know, my friend Chris, who's an incredible breathwork coach, you know, he says, you know, life is intense. It's going to be intense. It's going to throw stuff at you all the time. And can you relax through the intensity? Can you, you know, can we be balanced through it? And artists get to create, artists get to create that for others. You know, and again, if, you, if you're making heavy metal that helps people like rage and let it out and then, ooh, I feel better after, you're creating that balance for, for that community. You know, so whatever your thing is, like cathartic, cathartic, yeah, yeah. cathartic, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. And the truth, you know, art is taking our pain and turning it into something beautiful. Ooh, that's a great way to put it. Well, Wendy, this has been fascinating. I knew it would be, and it has been. Thank you again so much for joining me here. Tell us again where we can find you at Wendy par p a r r dot com. Yes, right, everything is there. My Instagram is my name, Wendy Parr. Um, and all the links to everything is, is on my site. Um, and exciting, as I said, a whole new brand will be showing up. So if you, if you get there and you don't see the par method, sign up for the mailing list and you'll, you'll be in the know when it all launches. And yeah, and thank you. I, I, having conversations like this is what it's all about. And you know, vocal, vocal technique, what like all your skills, all your technique, all your everything is really there to serve the artist's expression. The message, yes, the expression. So thanks for letting me share my message. You got it. All right, Wendy Parr, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And that wraps this episode up. I hope you've enjoyed getting introduced to this amazing woman and her work with artists. You can find her at wendyparr.com, as we said, and you can find me at judyrodman.com. Please consider giving this podcast your rating and review, which is especially helpful on iTunes. Thanks. See you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.